Chloe Burris, and this is Thundercast. Today we're going to be talking to Mrs. Martindale about her experience teaching at Eastern Green. Thanks for coming in and talking to me. Thanks for having me. So my first question is just, um, when did you realize that you wanted to be a teacher? Oh, um, I always loved, <clears throat> my mom had a daycare at home, so I was always like the teacher. So we had like the easel chalkboard and I'd have the kids sit, you know, I was like six. <laughs> so I'd have the two-year-olds sit down and, you know, do their ABCs and stuff. So I would say ever since I was a kid, I was always interested in the idea of being a teacher. I don't know that that was like my dream necessarily. I, I had other goals along the way, but honestly, ever since I can remember, I've wanted to be a teacher. Okay, so um, where did you attend college? I went to Indiana State University. Um, originally, I was going to go to IUPUI, and I was, so I'm from Indy, so I was going to go to IUPUI and stay home and uh, be a nanny to my little cousins. Um, and of course, you know, I had like the high school boyfriend and all that, didn't want to go too far. And I'm so thankful that I changed my mind. Um, I ended up going to ISU, which is, for me, it wasn't that far away. It was like an hour and a half. And I knew that I could come home on the weekends if I wanted to, but I could also like go to college. So for me personally, staying home and going to school, I wouldn't have experienced college, in my opinion, the way that it's supposed to be experienced. Right. And I, th <clears throat> I think when we see our teachers, sometimes we forget also that like they decided to be teachers and they mm -hmm. want to be mm -hmm. teachers and also that they all have a student teaching experience. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of interested <laughs> in yours. Um, so when, for, for math at least, for secondary education, which is what I did, um, you have to do middle school and high school experiences. So even though I was pretty sure I was not necessarily built for like, I don't want to say middle school totally, because some middle schools are seventh, eighth grade, some are, you know, five, six, seven, whatever. So for me, I, elementary school is amazing and I don't know how they do it. And I've had so many elementary school teachers tell me the same, like, I don't know how you do it, but I'm just... They are special angels, and <laughs> to me, kids are adorable, and they're so wonderful, and, like, I want to hug them, but I don't want to, I don't want to teach them. That's just, I don't know, it's just not my gift. So when I had to do the middle school, I don't want to say that was intimidating, but um, that's a very different time for you guys in middle school, where you're kind of like, you know, I know it's, <laughs> it sounds weird, but, like, you're figuring out your bodies, and you're, like, all hormonal, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, middle school is such a special time and you have to have such a special teacher and I'm, I'm not trying to knock myself by any means but again it's certain built like so you have to be super hands-on and you have to be infinitely patient and you know all that kind of stuff and I'm not saying I don't have those qualities I'm just saying for me manipulatives in a math class is kind of tricky to to use all the time and and I just feel like what middle schoolers need is just not things that are easy for me so I did the middle school experience. It was totally fine. I really enjoyed it. I'm eighth grade was like awesome for me. I, it was almost, you know, high school, but the, the lower levels, like the seventh grade, it just wasn't, I don't know, they're just really squirrely. So for me, it just didn't click. But when I did the high school experience, um, I, <laughs> I didn't realize at the time, but my supervisor basically had me start teaching like day two, which is totally fine. But most people kind of like, you know, get your feet wet first and yeah. they just kind of throw you in the deep end. So Lucky for both of us, it worked out fine. I obviously was able to handle the material and the students and stuff. So um, I don't know. I've just always enjoyed the, I don't want to say upper level classes, but like the older kids. I think it's because I can still try to be fun when I can, but it's not like expected that you're on top of things every single day and like kind of putting on a show. You know, I'm, 
I'm not the one that gets up there and sings for you. You know what I mean? Typically, if I do, then you guys are like super special. But I feel like as a middle school teacher, you really have to do those things. And as a high school teacher, you're you're special if you do those things. It's not like totally required. So I can be a little bit dry. And I think you guys at the high school are accepting of that. But at the middle school, I would just be like, ooh. Yeah. And I've always kind of wondered like what it is about certain subjects that teachers specifically pick that Mm -hmm. subject to teach so do you think it takes different personality traits to teach different subjects I think that some people are more drawn to to certain things I don't I don't think that you have to have a certain personality to do anything I always tell myself when I hear this teacher's doing that or that teacher's doing that I always try to tell myself just because they're doing it that way doesn't mean you have to so I think you kind of play to your strengths and weaknesses so um like I said, for me, I'm a very, I can be very dry. So I'm very business first and like fun later. So I like to get the notes out of the way and then, okay, let's talk and let's visit and let's work while we're, you know, doing it. So when I hear of maybe another math teacher that starts by asking you about your weekend and then they get into it later or whatever, that's not, neither one's wrong. It's just your personality. So like I've taught math, but I've also taught German. So for me, even though I'm the same person, my teaching styles were very different in the two classes because the actual classes were different. So in German, like we have the koosh ball and we throw it around the room and like you do your vocab and stuff like that. So in math, I, I try to be more like that, but I don't know, maybe I'm like split personality or something, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, I think it was just easier. But also if you think about it in a foreign language, when you first start, you can color a picture like, okay, we're learning the color red. We're learning the color yellow. In, in high school math, at least you can't kind of do those you know, I, I guess, fun, creative things as easily. So, yeah. Well, I mean, when you say you can speak German, that's just like really cool too. And I was meaning <laughs> to ask you about that. You know, like, how did you, how did you start with that? Um, so in high school, obviously, when I was there, you had to, I wanted an honors, academic honors diploma, I think is what it was called at the time. So you had to have two years or two and two or four. And so I, um, to decide what class I wanted, I went to Brownsburg, which was a pretty decent sized school. Um, we, I could have chosen anything from German, Spanish, French, uh, Latin. What else do we have? I think we had Chinese for a while, but not while I was there. So I couldn't decide. I always wanted to take Spanish or French because I thought they sounded so beautiful and romantic. And, um, i I thought Spanish probably would have been more helpful, but I also was considering pre-med for a while. So I thought about doing the Latin because apparently that helps. And anyway, so I, I, I ended up on the German purely because my older sister took German and I thought, well, if I need any help, she'll help me. She didn't, but I didn't need it anyway. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, I'm not helping you. Good luck. So I ended up taking the German and I was so lucky because I had my freshman and junior year was um, the German teacher. He was more the cultural side. So he obviously taught you what you needed, but he had lived there for a while and taught you, um, you know, your day-to-day life kind of things. And then my sophomore and senior year, I had a German slash English teacher. So she really taught you the grammar and the language. So I really had the best of both worlds all four years. And I think that's why um, it came so easy to me, I suppose, but... And then when I went to college in Indiana State, you had to take a placement test to see if you wanted to take or to see if you had to take classes at all, right, for a foreign language. So when I did that, I tested into the highest level you could. So I started out on day one with um, halfway to a minor. So I thought, well, I need a minor in something. I might as well do German. So all my electives were German classes. So between math and German, I don't think I ever had a day off. Like all my friends were like, oh, I have Fridays off or whatever. And I think I had an 8 a.m. class every, because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they knew those people would go, you know, like the math people are going to go to 
class at eight. Yeah. But some of the other people probably wouldn't. So I think they just scheduled it that way. That is so cool. I, I've always wanted to be fluent in a language, but I'm not that dedicated. I, and, and to me, yeah, there's a, so people ask all the time if I'm fluent or bilingual. And my opinion, I think fluent is you can say anything you want to say. So I would consider myself fluent, but I would say bilingual is literally, I think you have had to have lived there for a while or were raised, you know, by parents who spoke that language or something. So for example, like I could explain the word screwdriver, but I don't know the word screwdriver. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, I don't know all the words. So right. I would say fluent. I can say whatever I want to say and get my point across, but I don't know every single word. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back on the teacher part of sure. things. Um, so I've noticed that you have a really unique style in your oh, math teaching oh. with, you know, like I've never had a teacher before that records the lessons so that oh, we yeah. can, you know, so what mm. kind of brought you into doing that? I'm, I have to say, I'm pretty proud of myself because <laughs> going out of your comfort zone is, is really tricky, especially putting yourself out there on a video like that yeah. where people, you know, are going to tear you apart if you say two plus two is seven or something dumb. But, um, for me, when I was at my old school, I had taught the classes long enough that I felt comfortable trying something new. And so I had a teacher there that had already flipped her classroom to a certain extent. And so I had somebody I could go to for help. I wasn't just kind of like trying it completely on my own. So she gave me the courage that like, I'm here if you have a question, you know, so I didn't have to spend hours on my own figuring it out. But um, I kind of ended up doing it myself anyway. Not no, not to her. I just I only had a couple questions here and there. And so when I flipped my classroom there, I felt comfortable. I, I had known the students. They had known me. Um, and then when I came here, I just kind of brought it with me. I just feel that I know that any class is hard to miss when you're absent or whatever, but especially in those upper level math classes, like algebra two, if you, if you blink, you're, you're gone, you know, (laughs) and I know that I can go kind of fast, but again, if you don't, you don't get it done. So I just thought, you know, when I was absent and you were gone in a math class, it was just so hard to get caught up. So I thought, well, how hard is it for me to hit record? I mean, it's harder than this, but overall hit record, do nothing different than what I'm already doing. I'm still teaching the class. You'll hear the knock on the door or whatever, you know, it's fine. But I just wanted those kids to have that opportunity to not really miss the lesson. And then you got the same instruction. I didn't have to rush through it during when I didn't have to give you the nitty gritty of it. Like you got the same instruction everybody else did. And then it's like you were really not gone anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of teachers having their own individual style, Mm -hmm. they were impacted by past teachers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, did you have any teachers that you feel like, other than the teacher that helped you with that, really impacted your style? When I was in, um, I would say, junior high, I really, I don't know why, I just really liked math. I don't... I don't want to sound egotistical by any means, but I just think some things are easier for people than others. So like, for example, math came easy to me, but like I can't put a card together. So I don't think, I don't think people are smarter or not than other people. I think you just have gifts. So for whatever reason, math made sense to me. Um, And so in seventh grade, I had a math teacher, Mr. McAfee, and he just was like, in my opinion, the perfect math teacher. So he, he taught you what you needed to know. When it was work time, you were allowed to talk and work together. You could ask him questions or whatever. And it was just a very comfortable environment. So, um, you know, he wasn't too hard. He wasn't too easy. He wasn't too fast. He wasn't too slow. And, and everybody really, everybody loved Mr. McAfee. And then um, eighth grade, I had Mr. Nelson. And he was, that was like a really hard math class and very fast paced. But again, he did what he was supposed to do for that class. It was like an upper level math class, I suppose. And he did a great job, and I took things from him. And then I had Mr. McAfee again my senior year for, I think, discrete mathematics. And I just 
when I had Mr. McAfee, I knew, okay, I want to be a math teacher. Like, that's what I want to do. So I just always try to think, like, he never made anybody feel stupid, and he um, was always encouraging, but he also, like, you know, if you're not going to do your homework, you're not going to do your homework, but um, I don't know. He just had a really good personality where he gave you the material, but you also were able to talk to him, too, like, after he was done, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of classrooms, it's just about balance. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to say it, balance. And then I had really great, my, my math and German teachers at Indiana State were amazing. Like, they were they were so good and so easy to talk to. And, um, you know, obviously it helped that it was a smaller school, so our classes were smaller. That helped, too. But I remember at Indiana State, I can't remember if it was Dr. Brown or Dr. Jones, but um, they were almost like, we, we all joked they were the same person. They were both, like, so great. And um, one of them helped me with math on her lunch break, on her, like, teacher, what's it called? Office hours, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, I don't know a whole lot of schools where not only do they know your name, but, yeah, sure, I'm eating lunch, but come on in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I really feel like it takes, like, such a special person to dedicate <laughs> their life to teaching. And it can, yeah, it's it's different, it's different. But I don't know any teacher who hasn't loved it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have things about it that are rough, but everybody's job has you know, stuff yeah. like that. But I, I can't think of many teachers who haven't, like, just had it in their gut that, like, this is what I'm meant to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there there is so many, you know, just, like, problems that I feel like people talk about mm-hmm. our school system is facing right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think is probably one of the biggest problems going like, with te- going into teaching, one of the biggest concerns that people have? Um, <clears throat> so... For me personally, I would say it's true for any school. I think the hardest part right now is being engaging and also, um, like, I don't know, just relevant. So any any class, really, you know, you guys are so, you know, with your, your phones and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, I had a phone, too, but I wasn't glued to it. And, I'm again, not a knock. We're all glued to our phones now, yeah. I think. It's just um, it can be such a useful tool but it can also be like the death of you in a class. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. distracting. So for me to, especially as a math teacher specifically, to to keep you guys engaged and be more interesting than your phone, super tricky, but also <laughs> to be relevant. So I know obviously math teachers get all the time, when am I ever going to need this? When am I ever going to use this? It's like funny memes on Facebook and stuff. I hate those memes, by the way. And it's so hard because, so it, when I do get that question, I don't, I try not to take offense to it, but typically the question is asked when someone's confused and feels stupid. And so it's, it's, I don't think it's meant to be a, I hate your class and I'm never going to use this. I think it's just, I feel dumb. I don't know what's happening. Why do I need this? Mm-hmm. And it's a relevant question. I totally understand. So instead of getting upset with that student, I typically, the next thing I say is, I don't know. What do you want to be when you grow up? And if they have an answer, I'll, I'll explain, well, maybe not today's lesson is going to be useful to you, but this section or this, you know, these types of things are useful. And that's usually where I bring up the extra credit project that we have every nine weeks. I want you to go find what math you are going to need and let's talk about it and let's, let's make it relevant to you, you know. So I think it's hard because a lot of you guys don't know what you want to be when you grow up, which is totally understandable. But at the same time, like, that's hard this day and age. You almost have to pick it when you're, like, six, you know. Yeah. But, um. So I, I also tell them, you know, school is just for you to become a well-rounded individual. And until you decide what you want to be, this may not be relevant to you, but it is used in the real world. Like I'm not just, you know, teaching you math that's hard for you just to like torture you. You know, I yeah. think that's hard to, to get that point across. But, you know, all math has a purpose. You just may not know what it is. Yeah, that's what I try to explain too is like when we do math, 
I usually try to say this is like a foreign language, right? So like you're learning the alphabet today and then in algebra two, you're going to learn how to spell. And then in pre-calc, you're going to learn how to like put sentences together. And then calculus, you're going to be speaking the foreign language. You know what I mean? So, so they're like, well, I don't know, Pythagorean theorem, for example, like, well, how is this helpful? And I'm like, well, maybe this question where the numbers are super pretty isn't used in the real world, but this concept is going to make so much sense to you in a couple of years. You know, we just kind of have to learn how to crawl before we can start running a marathon. Yeah. And I feel like the thing we get from teachers every time we ask them, it's like, it's not about the actual math. It's about Mm -hmm. the discipline that it takes to thinking critically and, you know, thinking for yourself and stuff. I, you know, grit, I think grit is something that, that is hard to teach and it's so easy to um, lose. And so just any time in your life, can you not think of a time where you're like, I don't know the answer to this. I mean, shoot, we couldn't figure out how to open our garage door, like by the code. Cause we like lost whoever set it up. We lost the code. I, I YouTubed it and like, I figured it out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you're going to have things in your life that you don't know. Did math help me? Not necessarily, but did grit and determination help me? Yeah. I figured it out. You know, I did yeah. it for myself. So I don't know. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of the time that there's so many teachers that are married to teachers. <laughs> like the Tars, the Birches, you know, there's like so many. Yeah. And so like, what do you think it is about that? I, what? I don't, I don't know that that, that I experienced that in any of, in my school that I was at before. So I don't know if that's a smaller school kind of thing where um, maybe they, I, I don't know. It wasn't like that. At, I was at TriWest yeah. before that and it wasn't like, Mm-hmm. Teachers were married to teachers. Typically, yeah. in in my opinion, um, teachers try not to marry teachers because you want to have, you know, a little bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people are attracted to that personality. You know, teachers yeah. have a certain personality, I would say, in general. And I think maybe that's, you know, what you see about them. You, you like, I don't know. I don't know. That's I yeah. don't know that that's a teacher thing. I think that might be more of a smaller school thing. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, though. <laughs> okay, so another... Thing, is that I've heard you talking about your time in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so how real do I want to get? Um, <laughs> and I used all that money that I saved, and I went to Hawaii on my, like, that was my dream. <laughs> that was my dream. So I've always, when was it that I wanted to be a surfer? Oh, man, I don't know. I've always been a surfer. I just wasn't bored near the surf, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, in college, I went to California, and I stayed with my uncle, and I learned how to surf there. I was only there for a couple weeks, and I took a couple of lessons, you know? That was amazing. It was awesome. I ended up, my third day, I surfed, like, with dolphins, literally in the ocean, you know, on the waves yeah. with me. So that was really cool. I met a couple celebrities while I was out there. And then... What? Once I Wait, did, what? Yeah. Hold on, who? You guys, I always tell people, and they don't know who it is. You guys are so young. Um, Susan Sarandon, do you yeah, know? No oh, idea. man. <laughs> See, I know. So she was, I, I wouldn't watch that movie. Um, what's the movie that I would know her from? Oh gosh, you guys would know her from, she's in a movie with Julia Roberts. And anyway, so you'd know her if you saw her. She's been in a lot of stuff, but people more my age would know Susan Sarandon. She's a big deal. She's a big deal. So anyway, I surfed with her son. So it was just us on the, on the beach and I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Susan Sarandon. Like, I'm not gonna be a weirdo, but so I surfed with her son and uh, we had the same instructor and and then he, like, called us over together, and he could tell she was looking at me like, are you going to be cool? Like, you're not going to be weird, right? But then I think she was offended because I acted like I didn't know who she was. <laughs> I was like, no, I promise I know who you are. Just, I'm not going to be a weirdo. And then, like, I saw um, Tim Curry. I saw him at the market there, and my uncle actually, like, kind of knows him, so we got to talk to him for a minute. And then, again, you probably know who that mm-hmm. is. 
And that I hate to bring it, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show, they were both in that movie. That's not a movie that's like for me personally, but they were both in that movie. And then um, I saw one of the Backstreet Boys at a mall. It was um, AJ, the one with the tattoos. That's him, right? So for someone from Indiana, like that was, you know, for me, I don't really care, but it's a fun story. So So once I did that, um, and then, you know, this is years later that um, I had a whole bunch of money, I guess, because I'm a super hard worker and. I was like, you know what? I want. I'm going. I'm doing it. I'm going to Hawaii, and so I took my summer, and I went to Hawaii. And I um, didn't really have a plan, so for me, that's kind of a that's that's a big deal. And my aunt's husband's nephew was living there, and I was like, okay, never. I've never met him before in my life. I've no, I don't even know if I knew his name. And I was like, I think I'm going to stay with this guy. I think he's going to let me stay with him. And so my mom was like, have you ever even talked? I'm like, no, no, I think it's going to be okay. So I was like, if it doesn't work out, I'll go, I'll get a tent and I'll like camp in Hawaii for a summer. It'd be fine. I'm fine. It's safe. It's okay. And so luckily he picked me up at the airport and everything was fine. But I stayed in Hawaii for that summer and I started looking for jobs and um, I had to come home to sell the house that I had uh, bought off my sister and when I came home, I met my husband, and he is my Hawaii. All right, well, I think that's about all the questions I have. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. Subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast at iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission, all rights reserved.